Are you an educator who works with vulnerable children? Are you frustrated with trying to meet the needs of vulnerable children in an inflexible, target-driven system? Would you like to know how you can better help support these vulnerable children in your school or organization? Well, look no further. Welcome to this special podcast series from Braveheart Education. Now, please welcome your host and the author of The Teacher's Introduction to Attachment, Nicola Marshall. Hello and welcome to the eighth in our special series of podcasts on the teacher's introduction to attachment. And today we're going to be talking about guiding principle number four. Um, And this is to do with um, sanctions, I guess, in school environments. And I've entitled this one really, Time In Over Time Out. If you think about a lot of the parenting techniques that have been um, around over the years, there's been lots of different ways of parenting that, that, that have kind of come out. Um, there was controlled crying, if you remember, where um, uh, you know we would let let a baby cry and try and get them into to to routines and things. Um, and the one that um, has been prevalent really in the last, oh, I don't know, quite a few years was what I call the super nanny approach. Um, if you remember Joe Frost, who's on the TV doing the the, the super nanny programs. Um, and she talks a lot. She has lots of strategies on there, but one of the ones that she talks about quite a lot is time out. Um, and this is when a child does something that that is uh, that is inappropriate or that we don't want them to do. So let's say they hit another child, and then they'd be sent to the time out spot. Now this might be, you know, the bottom step at home. It might be a chair. It might be um, a, a spot on the carpet. Something that kind of is recognised as um, the timeout spot, and um, the child, the, the parent. If the child is very small, the, the the parent will take the child to them, put them on the chair, uh, and they have to stay there for the the same amount of minutes as their year. So if they are four years old, then they stay there for four minutes. If they get off the chair before the four minutes, then we take them back on the chair and this timer starts again and they do their full four minutes. Then at the end of the timeout period, the parent will talk to the child and um, the child has to say sorry uh, and there's a hug, there's reconciliation and then you carry on. And that is a, a, a technique that is used all over the world with lots of different children. Um, and it's interesting when you think, think about this in um, a school setting uh, or in our group settings, um, and we do a lot of timeout type sanctions. Um, we may not call them that, and obviously we don't, you know, uh, somebody isn't sitting on a, a, a naughty step for five minutes, but... Um, we have uh, at primary schools, I've seen reflection spot, you know, where you sit on, on a piece of the carpet or there's um, where you have to go and sit outside uh, the head's office or you go and sit in a particular place. Um, so it's all about time out in terms of, of the child is removed from the environment that they're in. Um, now, for children who have experienced trauma and who feel, particularly if they've had a disturbed attachment cycle and they have that sense of shame at the core of their being, to then be kind of pushed away in that way, however nicely we do it, um, can be really difficult for them. And actually, it doesn't do what we want it to do. Because the timeout technique is really about behavior modification. It's about trying to uh, teach a child to act in a certain way. Now, for children that I'm talking about, certainly in, in, in our book, 
are children who have already experienced a lot of, of, of shame and rejection. Um, and actually, it's not about behavior modification with them. It's about relieving their anxieties. Because a lot of what they do, the behaviors, come from the fear and the anxiety um, of, 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 you know, what is going to happen. So very often they do things as a result of fear. So the lying is because they don't want to be told off because they're frightened of what's going to happen if they're told off. Um, if they punch somebody, very often it will be something that's happened before that's triggered that. And of course, it's not right that they're punching people. I'm not saying that they can go around doing that. But um, the way that we deal with it, if we deal with it in a timeout way, that means that um, the child is not getting the nurture and the relationship that they need. They need us as adults to help them to deal with that uh, with, with the situation and what they've done and the fear that they're feeling, the anxiety that started that. Um, so what we talk about in the book, in the programs that I run um, and with our own children is about trying to do time in instead of time out. And that this best works if you can preempt what is happening with the child. So not when they've got to the point where they've already hit another child, but if you can see that they're starting to dysregulate, that they're starting to be anxious about something, then bring them to you. Timing is about bringing them to you, not pushing them away. So it might be that you, you might say uh, in the classroom, oh, you know, Sally, why don't you come and help me to hand out some books? Or why... Why don't you go with 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 Miss Jones to um, to the office and take this letter? So it's something about bringing them to an adult, an adult that they trust uh, and that they feel safe with, um, instead of pushing them away. And while you're doing that, then when you're doing time in, you can also talk to them about you know what might be going on and use some of the other techniques that we've talked about. Use the pace approach. You know, talk to them about what might be happening. Notice things. You know, you might say. You know, I could see that you were getting a bit upset there because, um, you know, Tim wasn't really being very nice to you, you know, and how does that make you feel? So you can spend that time in time talking to them and trying to um, alleviate their anxiety so that they don't do the behavior that we, we don't want them to do. Um, and I've seen that this works very well in a home environment, uh, but definitely in school because what tends to happen is um, if we go down the time out process certainly more so in secondary school they tend to spiral so um, we have detentions we have exclusions we have isolation units we have all of those things and for a lot of children particularly ambivalent in their style of attachment they might be having lots and lots of exclusions. So it's obviously not working in terms of um, behavior modification. It's not changing the child's behavior. It's actually spiraling. Um, so we need to do something different. And actually, um, the book, The Teacher's Introduction to Attachment, is all about trying to do something different, trying to have a different approach to how we might deal with some children than how we deal with others. So I hope that was useful. Um, time in over time out. Um, and join us again on our next podcast when we'll talk about sensory less instead of sensory more, uh, the kind of activities that we might do with children. Thank you for listening to this podcast, part of a special series introducing the teacher's introduction to attachment. To order your copy of this book, go to www.teachersintro.com.